It is business time now, and RNZ reporter Kim Moody is with us in Ōtetahi. Kia ora. Kim, Westback Bank workers are considering last resort methods for better pay. Kia ora Charlotte, yes, the union representing Westpac Bank members say they're threatening industrial action as a last resort option to get a better wage offer after four months of bargaining. First Union says more than 95% of Westpac's unionised members have rejected the bank's offer, which they say does not keep pace with inflation and is at odds with the bank's recent profits. The bank reported a billion-dollar profit last year, although its recent half-year result was down a third to $426 million. First Union organiser Callum Francis says members will vote on industrial action this week and it may disrupt some services. It could be any number of things. It'll really be up to the members as to exactly what occurs. But we do know they're feeling very strongly about what's occurred and they want to send a clear message to the organisation that they need more in this environment. They expect more and Westpac is one of those organisations that is well placed to offer better than what you would normally expect from organisations in New Zealand. We are representing those employees at Westpac that are in the the lower band or the lower salary ranges. So um, the equivalent of what people recognise them as a a teller or a banker that does lending. Our guys also do all of the back office operations. They work in the contact centre. So most of the first line of contact that any of the public in New Zealand would deal with, those are the guys we're representing. That's Callum Francis of First Union. Now, a Westpac spokesperson says the bank's offer is above forecast inflation over its full term and matches other rates in the sector. They say the bank is open to constructive discussion, but union members are a minority of its overall workforce. And plans are in place to minimise any disruption if union members do strike. The New Zealand dollar is likely to fall as overseas central banks keep raising their benchmark interest rates and surpass New Zealand's cash rate. That's the view of Kiwi Bank chief economist Jared Kerr, who says major banks such as the US Federal Reserve look likely to raise their rates above the RBNZ's cash rate. He told Nine to Noon that will cause international investors to buy the US dollar at the expense of the Kiwi. For an international investor, why would you put money in New Zealand at a lesser interest rate than the safer, larger, more liquid United States? And I think the answer is quite obvious. I think that the New Zealand dollar will fall from here. Great news for exporters, not good news for for importers. Uh, I do think the currency goes to 55 uh, by the end of the year. There'll be a lot of volatility around that, but that's the trajectory. We'll see Kiwi against the US dollar lower. Jared Kerr expects the Kiwi to fall to around 55 US cents towards the end of the year. And he says the lower New Zealand dollar will be a double-edged sword, boosting returns for exporters, but also raising import costs and imported inflation pressures. Meanwhile, Jared Kerr, along with most economists, say this afternoon's Reserve Bank decision is, in his words, a no-brainer, and the cash rate will be left unchanged at 5.5%.
Economists mostly believe the cash rate will be unchanged well into next year, but a, but a minority see a prospect of another rise towards the end of the year to tackle stubborn core inflation. Now, other central banks around the world, including the Federal Reserve, the Bank of England, and the Reserve Bank of Australia, are expected to keep raising as they play catch up. But one academic, Professor Adam Tooze of the European Institute at Columbia University, says central banks seem hell bent on getting inflation to the universal target rate of two percent quickly, and that may cause real economic damage. It's a serious risk both for the recession probability and um, more generally for the world economy at large. We have to think, as the IMF was highlighting in recent presentations, just how stressed the global borrowers are who've been gorging on dollar credit for some time now, and those interest rates really bite. So a big push to two, I think, right now is asking a lot. We've seen some fragility in the financial system already. I hope they go slow in that approach to two. Adam Tooze says the current interest rate hikes are austerity by another name and will have long-term effects. A Dunedin-based company that specialises in verifying the origin of products is looking to expand its reach after raising $91 million in funding. Oritane, which was founded in 2008, says the capital raise was led by the London-based venture capital firm Highland Europe. The company uses forensic and data science to provide information about the true origin of goods and commodities, such as cotton and coffee. It says it has more than 100 customers, including A2 Milk, Lacoste, Primark and Nescafe. Chief Executive Grant Cochrane says the funding will help Oritain grow, with the company expecting more demand from Europe as tough new laws force companies to disclose product origins to combat deforestation. We started out in three products, so infant formula, red meat in New Zealand, um, got into pharmaceuticals and a little bit of fibre, so cotton, wool, leather. Um, the capital raise will allow us to, to go faster. Um, it also allow us to expand into other verticals. So again, getting back on the ESG theme, with the EU Deforestation Act, products such as you know, coffee, cocoa, palm, soy, all of these have got a big um, impact on the environment and we've targeted those as products that we want to open up. So the funding will, will help us open up and diversify through research and development, which is all carried out in New Zealand. Oritain's existing investors, New York-based Longridge Equity Partners, also took part in that capital raise. Let's check on the markets now. We're joined by Harry Wigley of Hobson Wealth for the latest. Kia ora, Harry. How are things looking today? Kia ora, Kim. So strength in the US overnight hasn't really translated into New Zealand markets, so we're down 15 points to 11,895. Uh, so the big news in New Zealand is, is uh, KMD Brands, which is the owner of Ripcurl and Kathmandu. They've pre-released their results, and it really it's a slightly disappointing outcome, uh, particularly trading so far in winter has been pretty poor, and the outlook uh, is, is looking a bit tough. So they're down 11.5 cents to 92 cents. Uh, the other one is E-Road. Uh, they're still in trading halt, last traded at $1.31. Uh, they're in halt while they prepare to respond to Brilliant, who is looking to acquire the full business. Um, 
other names in the market, Ryman Healthcare up uh, six cents to six dollars eighty six, and Fisher and Puckle Healthcare down ten cents to twenty four dollars eleven. And to Australia, are they faring any better the first half hour of trading? Yeah, so they've opened up two thirds of a percent, uh, so seven thousand one hundred and fifty four. So that that US strength has really helped over there. Um, ANZ up a half a percent to twenty three ninety three. Uh, Westpac up eight cents to twenty one twenty five, uh, BHP up one point four percent to forty three ninety four. And how is our dollar trading today? So against the US, uh, we are at we're just below uh, sixty two cents sixty one ninety nine against the Aussie ninety two fifty eight. Uh, keep sliding against the sterling, so uh, 47.91 and 56.28 against the euro. The euro. Oh, yikes! And so that leaves interest rates, oil, and gold. Uh, Three-month bank bill is 5.72. Ten-year government bond is 4.77. Uh, Brent crude oil just below the 80 at 79.37. And gold, uh, 1,934. Kia ora, Harry. That's Harry Wigley of Hobson Wealth. And another business news, as you heard Harry mention, the transport software company E-Road is in a trading halt as it finalises a response to a $147 million takeover offer. The company received an offer from a subsidiary of Canadian software group Constellation last month. E-Road says it expects to release an announcement about the offer today. As Harry also mentioned, KMD Brands, the owner of retailers Katmandu and Ripcurl, say underlying earnings for the year is expected to be in the range of $105 and $110 million, with three weeks of trade still to come. Companies forecasting a $1.1 billion in sales, exceeding the previous year's record of $1 billion. But it does say Kathmandu has so far experienced a slower start to winter trading, with sales affected by softening consumer sentiment and a warmer start to winter in Australia. We'll bring you the latest business news and numbers around half past five in Checkpoint.